Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us today. Uh, Before we jump in, we want to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. I, I think I've said, I, I think I've gotten it down to about 18 seconds. I can take that thing down. It's unbelievable. We got the new one still playing with it. It's unbelievable. I love the little, the little um, clip on to your shirt that you can kind of run the machine from. It's awesome. My son loves that one. Um, mention coach unplugged. They'll give you $350 off. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're, if you're sick of zoom calls, if you're sick of, you know, diving everywhere and looking for what you need, our roadmap will help you become a better basketball coach. Um, there's lots of great resources out there, but a lot of them are run by people that are college coaches or do not, aren't in like, aren't teaching stats all day and then jump into the gym and have to deal with the everyday things 24 seven that a high school coach or a youth coach has to deal with. So come over, let me help you become a better basketball coach, teachhoops.com. Let's head off to the podcast. So I was reading your intro before we came on and I'm, 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 I'm very in, and I'm very intrigued by, by some of the things, especially the Mike Miller thing. Um, but before we jump into that coach Mathis, I'm going to have you introduce yourself and kind of tell your basketball journey kind of, I always think this is important. I've done it for maybe a couple of years, at least kind of started the podcast this way, just kind of tell you know, how you got into this great game and um, how we got to the point where we're sitting and talking right now. So I'm gonna turn it over to you. Okay, first off, my name is Dante Mathis and I'm the current head varsity uh, boys basketball coach at Brentwood Christian School. And that's here in Austin, Texas. And so I recently relocated here. I was living in Houston for the longest. And um, so before we jump in, Austin, like, so, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have friends that live in California and they said there's yeah. being a mass exodus to Austin. Yeah, it is. Oh. It, we're, we're, all it is, is it's just, it's, it's California without the ocean, man. That's all it is. That's what it's turning into. Like, oh. like day by day. That's all it is. Is it, is it, okay. So the question is, is it cheaper? No, listen, <laughs> listen, Austin is, Austin is ripping off everyone from the West and the East coast, man. Like it, housing, everything is just going up because we're getting all these Californians that are willing to pay whatever for anything. Well, that happens. So I'm yeah. in Madison, which is okay. like, like uh, West of Milwaukee and we're okay. about two hours North of Chicago. Well, that's okay. happened ever since I've lived in Matt. 
So you get Chicago people to move up and go, oh, God, I can, you know, they have a two-bedroom apartment that's worth 700000 in Chicago. It's like, exactly. what do you mean? I can get a sprawling estate in Wisconsin. Yeah, you can. Exactly, man. Exactly. And it's just, I, it's just once you've seen that and you're like, well, wait a minute, that's not worth that. Right. But that's a completely different story. But uh, but I love it here. You know, I have uh, I'm married. Uh, I have two boys, a 14 year old, 10 year old. And so um, the position that I'm in now allowed me the chance to kind of really balance my passions. And so, um, you know, I've you're been telling me you're an AP stat. So two things before. Yeah. Tell me about the Austin basketball scene before we jump in. The Austin years. basketball scene is a little weird. It's okay. in, in Texas, Houston and Dallas kind of dominate. And then okay. you have the central Texas region, which is San Antonio, Austin, probably to Waco. That's okay. kind of your basketball hard hat area, you know? The, the, and so okay. everyone kind of flocks to Dallas and Houston for the talent. But what will happen is, is along that central Texas strip, I'd say it's lukewarm, you know? And so every now and then you'll have your, your, your prospects or you'll have this amazing talent that comes out of those areas. But Dallas right now, it's just, it's, it's really dominating in terms yeah. of, the development it's, and everything, you know? Yeah, it's like Chicago and Milwaukee. I mean, but the thing is, you look at all the great players that have come out of Wisconsin recently, that's the hard hat oh, area. Yeah. It's like, you oh, know, yeah. it's like, they're just, they're, they're, they're Midwest kids, man. They're just oh, yeah. grind oh, yeah. and they're going to like, you know. Yeah. And, and, and some of these flying. areas too, and some of these areas too, like you just mentioned, I think the kids have a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder because they, they don't do. get the attention and the hype that maybe a Dallas gets or a Houston. So Sometimes Tyler, Hero, Tyler Hero is a prime example of that. You know, oh, listen, we just – my son's 14, and so we just played his organization in, like, Florida, like, last week. And so I got a chance to see Tyler's dad coaching. No joke, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it's like – it's all those guys. It's like he wasn't even Mr. Basketball in our state. Um, you know, it's like – but all that stuff motivates. And I and I coached yeah. Wesley Matthews, who played for the Mavs for a while, and he wasn't even drafted. I think yeah. he's had a 13-year career because he wasn't drafted. Because he oh, had for sure. Oh, he's for like, sure. what are you talking about? I can't play. Like for sure. You know, you never you never let go of that either. You know, no. you never let go of that. So I think that's that's and that's kind of a that's a great component to have, I think, as a player. And so, you know, when I grew up, um, I grew up in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, okay. I was blessed to be able to play on one of the one of the greatest teams ever, pretty much in Texas in high school. And that was only because the coach, whose name is Stan Bonowitz, he was a Hall of Fame coach. And so he kind of put the seeds in us early. So we were sixth grade. He'd come by and make his rounds and his Bronco and he'd pick us all up. We'd jump in the back. We'd go up to open gym. We hung on everything that the older guys did. And that was kind of when the basketball culture was a little bit more pure. You know, we couldn't wait to get to high school to play for him. To, I know. That was, I, that was, I mean, I yeah. literally thought that my high school team, yeah, like the, like the Bucks or the Bulls or something. I mean, I, sure. that's who I wanted yeah. to play. Like that high school coach yeah. told me to run through a wall and I would have done it at that age. For sure. Like, oh, we were proud to. Yeah, we were, we, were, we were proud to. I know. But, um, and so, you know, he kind of introduced me to the passion for me with the game. He taught us the right way to play. And that was the only thing that was ever reinforced. 
And then, you know, right way to play. And then after that, hey, your talent, you know, who you really are as a player, okay, that kind of rounds you off. And so um, I had dreams of playing in college, playing Division One basketball. And, um, and that's when, um, based on how my high school team did, um, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting Mike Miller. And so he recruited me uh, going to Texas State. But back then it was called Southwest Texas State. Okay. And so and where um, that that's in San Marcos. And so if you look at the map of Texas, you have San Antonio, you have Austin. San Marcos is a college town, like smack in the middle of Austin, okay. San Antonio. Yeah, so it's about 40 minutes outside of San Antonio. That's listening, especially people that don't live in the U.S. that are listening. Oh, yeah. Tex driving across Texas yeah. is literally like, well, first of all, the only thing I can drive, it's, it's similar to, is starting in northern Illinois and yeah. driving to southern Illinois. It might is, be right. It's, it, it, it'll change. It'll change your perspective on life, man. Oh my God! <laughs> East to west in Texas is like, are we still in Texas? What are you talking about? It's it's really really bad. <laughs> you make the drive like it's bad. I'll, I'll get a big bag of sunflower seeds and I'll start, and by the time I hit the state line, my mouth is numb, man. I like know. it's just that long. <laughs> I know. It's. I mean, there's really no perspective on it. Like, and the thing is, like, I went to school out east. It's like you can go from one state to the next state in literally like a blink of an eye. Like, oh, yeah. you go from oh, Vermont yeah. to New Hampshire to Massachusetts. Oh, that took an hour. Like, yeah. and then yeah. you start driving across Texas. It's like, like you better have a couple of day. It's like, yeah, yeah. East you have to, you have to really plan a trip. But, um, but yeah. it's, that's just that's just Texas, man. So right. I get a little spoiled when I go out to the East Coast because everything is so close. And, uh, but, you know, hey, Texas, like, there's also a lot of land. There's a lot of players. There's a ton of players. So it's great. But um, but I had a really good experience at Southwest Texas. I, I learned the game at that next level from Mike Miller and his staff. And it just seemed like, uh, I think for a player, you know, the perfect staff, and then also as a player, like eliminating a lot of the white noise, I guess, that's maybe around you, it just allowed for the development to really settle in for me. And so um, I had a chance to, to kind of earn, you know, my minutes there. And I just literally, man, I did it by just keeping my mouth shut and just listening and observing. And, right. You know, what works? Okay, I apply it. What turned them off? Hey, man, I didn't do that. And it was literally that simple. And then also, you know, with the effort that you put into it, you know, that's the easiest way to earn respect from a coach. Well, and I think coaches, under, I, I mean, that players don't realize that, that they're always watching. And it's like, it's the grinders. It's the yeah. like, yeah, it's the lunch pail guys, man. That really oh, yeah. make. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was the same way. It was like I was just gonna outwork you. I mean, uh -huh. I wasn't gonna outflash you. I was just gonna outwork you. Well, there's and a then, personal satisfaction in that also yeah. because even if I didn't win, I was at peace with myself because hey, I know you know what I gave a certain type of effort. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so then uh, what happened after that? So what did you major in? I majored in psychology and then also communication studies. Okay. And so, but you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. My passion was this next level, next level, next level. Yep. So one of my assistant coaches is a guy named Doug Novsek, and he was real instrumental. And so when I was a sophomore, he pulled me in his office and he said, "Hey, man, you know, I, I don't know if you understand this, but you can make some money playing this game." But they literally they just gave me a blueprint. You know, and as a, as a young player and being even young, you have to kind of mature into kind of learning how to manipulate your gifts, how to applicate, you know, how to how to your, your off the court habits. And so all that just settled for me. And I was with a great group of guys who really shaped and influenced my life. 
and um, and gave me the opportunity to have this really, really, really good career at the next level. You know, I got to play for some awesome coaches in some amazing countries. And based on how those guys treated me and the effect, that kind of transitioned my passion into coaching and affecting kids through this game. So explain the roadmap. Explain the roadmap that they, they gave you. What, what, what would that entail? Like well, the th- Coach Miller was very um, – he was put together, man. And so I'm talking, I was a 17 year old, about to turn 18 year old going on campus. I'd go in his office and literally everything would be perfect, perfect, perfect. And I would be like, goodness gracious, this guy's detail freak, you know, but that was like just a success. But the roadmap was the way to play, what's attractive. Hey man, you don't need this discard that in your game. Um, and then also it's the player development because that's where I think relationships with coaching staffs and players are really developed because if you can teach a player how to eat, you know, right. how to feed himself and then he has success with it, he's going to crave more knowledge. Right. You know, and it's dependent on the player, but I just think that their message, their structure, um, and then even their, um, <clears throat> their attention to detail in terms of X's and O's, it gave everyone a chance to be successful. So to explain, so what what's the biggest takeaway from playing at the next level? Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please subscribe and like uh, no matter where you listen to podcasts, whether you're jogging, walking the dogs, walking the kids, playing at the pool, uh, go over and subscribe. Apple would be great, a five star. If you're gonna do a two star, don't do it. Spotify or wherever you listen. Um, we would also love if you went over to teachhoops.com. It's what allows us to keep the lights on here and keep things at chugging. Um, so go over and check that out, 14 day free trial. Uh, you know, everyone's got to work on their game and their craft, come over and help us. And then the last thing is if you're thinking of um, looking for other podcasts, go over and check out High School Hoops um, and Teacher Side Gig. Those are two other ones. And we we might have a fourth one in the in the tank, but we'll, we'll tease you on that one. All right, let's head back to the podcast. Probably, this is what, when I've talked to Wesley and the other guys that have played professionally, it's basically, First of all, it's a job. That's what people yeah. do. But you have to be self-motivated. Like you have yeah. to work out. Yeah, all that. Yeah. What, what, what would yeah. be your takeaway from that? Well, the, the biggest thing also is, is that the work that you've done, um, I think until that point, it has to turn into the ultimate confidence in your skill set. And you've got to be able to kind of flex that every day. That's one of the biggest things that I noticed, like as a rookie going in. And so I – Years and years ago, and I'm going to tell my age, but they had this league called the USBL. And it was kind of like this summer deal that you played in before you went and did whatever. But I got a chance to play with a lot of seasoned guys. Artie Griffin, Darren Hancock, Antonio Smith played at Michigan State, Sean Colson, NBA. And it gave me a chance to see these guys and their persona. You know, sometimes, you know, when they walked in the gym, their persona came in before them. And it was like this confidence that they had. And, uh, and, and then also, like you mentioned, it was a business. So their, their workouts, you know, they were working out with a specific person, with a specific, specific purpose in mind. And so like you talk about Wesley Matthews, I'm sure all his workouts, I'm sure he goes back and he revisits, you know, oh man, when they, you know, he's still got a little bit of that in him, you know, and that kind of fuels him to do what he wants to do. But at the next level, everyone is so good. The only thing that kind of separates is, it's just how how mentally you're able to manipulate it, how quick you're able to do it, how consistent you are. 
Right. Um, and then from there, it kind of just sets the table for you to be consistent or either inconsistent. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, um, so explain, explain the, how the, how you went from the graduating or end of college to the European or playing professional. What I did, did and did well, you have an agent? Yeah, I signed with an agency and I signed with a big agency at first, a huge agency. And I thought, okay, well, Hey, the bigger the agency, the better the connection. But the one thing that I didn't factor in is that with every agency, there's kind of a totem pole of priority. And so your higher earners, obviously, those are the priority guys, you know, and right. guys with, you know, I had a mid-major on my resume, but right. a guy that maybe had UNC or maybe had Duke, you know, that guy would have maybe been perceived, okay, as a little bit higher. And so I kind of had to learn the business that way and, okay. and what a good agent actually means for a player, you know, and, and it's not a guy that calls you every day. It's not a guy, you know, for the new schoolers, it's not a guy that reposts your picture every day. It's a guy that has connections, valid connections. He has a valid network that can get you and what you do well in an adequate situation. And how do they get paid? They get paid when you get paid. How do Agent? they get yeah, yeah, the agents get paid when you get paid. And so in the NBA, I think now it's like 4 to 6% was like the norm. Okay. Uh, but the agencies now are different because they do more with marketing and advertising. But in Europe, the agents get 10% of your contract. Okay. And so um, depending on what type of player you are, if you have a European agent or an American agent, it's it's. I think that if, you have, if you're going to play in Europe, it's, it's best to have the guy with the best connections in Europe. If right. you're going to play in the States, then, hey, have the guy who has the best connections in the States. Right. So that way you don't have to worry about an agent, you know, dealing through time change. He's got to send this, an email. we got to wait. Everything will be in real time in terms of, hey, this team's making, you know, they're making a change now, and I think you'd be a good fit. Okay. But um, I listened and worked out with a lot of older guys that were very successful. And, you know, I was always one. I wasn't bashful to try to steal some knowledge. Right. So with asking these guys, hey, man, well, this is what I want to do. Of course, everyone wants to make the NBA. But, you know, you realize how difficult that really is. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. It's really, really crazy. And so and it's crazy because there's some guys on an NBA bench that maybe they wouldn't dominate the summer league in their town, but they're the best fit for that NBA team. Right. That's what, there's a couple things that people don't understand. First of all, they bring something that they need. Exactly. Footer, maybe it's somebody that's not going to get in trouble. Maybe it's whatever. Exactly. It, but I tell, I tell, I tell some of the players that I've had that have, have had those aspirations. It's like there, there's a thousand of you, and one of you is going to make it. Now, are the other 999 probably good enough? I mean, there's there's a thousand point guards. Not yeah. enough. There's probably 50 point guards as good as Trey Young. Trey Young is very good. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. he has something that they don't have. For like sure. he has something like work at. He has that one thing that those yeah. other forty nine don't have. Yeah, he has that it factor. You know something. There's something, yeah. and I, I've never been able to quantify what it is. Yeah. But it's like there's guys. There's guys not playing in the NBA that are good enough right now to play in the NBA. For sure. And they'll never play in the NBA. Yeah. One hundred percent. And so you learn that as you mature. You know. And, and but like I said, leaning on the advice of like older guys, they say, well, hey, if you're going to go over here and spend nine to 10 months out of the year, you need to be in a reputable situation. You need to be in a right. professional situation. You need to be in a situation where I guess the value of who you are as a player, you're not going to lose value. 
And right. so sometimes what will happen is like with agencies or even with other teams or countries, they look at certain situations kind of as a stamp. So um, best advice that I ever you know received was is that, hey, you know, chase credible situations. And so the guys told me, hey, if you're going to play in Europe, hey, man, play in Spain, play in Italy, you know. Hey, Greece is a great league, but be careful over there because the financials are always kind of weird. Right. Um, and so that's exactly what I did. I just took that advice as a rookie. You know, I had to go to, to Germany in the first league to kind of prove myself because uh, the bigger teams, you know, before they gamble on you, you have to prove yourself on the court. And if you don't, and if you don't, they send you home right away, right? And listen, games are every Sunday. If you're not handling your business. There will be a guy in the gym the next day shaking hands with everybody, you know, and that's just right. how it is. It's right. that's, what they, that's what a lot of these young guys don't understand, too. It's like if yeah. you don't perform and, and like you're going home like. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're going home really, really, really quick. Right. But, um, you know, the thing, though, is, is that, you know, a lot of the components that you mentioned earlier, having a chip on your shoulder, um, I think when you get your basketball credibility, you know, if you get it a little bit later, if you get your just do a little bit later, it, in turn, it, it turns into um, the perfect alignment, you know, for you developing as a player. Sometimes, you know, you get a lot of guys that get hyped early, and what happens is it hurts them. Right. Because, um, you know, that hype, that, that, that the feeling of that hype when you've got to really grind and you really got to work through some things, you know, you're playing on the road, you've got right. a three game losing streak. They're talking about firing guys, firing the coach and this and that. You've got to have a little something to you that will allow you to balance that. And then at the same time, continue to play well. Right. You know? and, and that's the issue too, is like it, the great ones can take being ranked quote, I'm, I'm putting for people listening in quotation marks, ranked number three point <laughs> guard in the country. Yeah. And they can put that and they put it in a box over here and they, yeah. it, they're relevant to them. For sure. It's irrelevant. I mean, either yeah. they're pissed that they're not number one or it's irrelevant. Yeah. And it's like, even if they get to number one, they're not satisfied because they want to be an all-star. They want to be right. you know, somebody they talk about. It's like, they want to be Michael Jordan. Which sure. is crazy. We were, I was talking to one of my assistants last night. It's like, okay, so Michael Jordan was when I was growing up. Oh, like yeah. That was 30, 40 years ago. That'd be like Wilt Chamberlain, like my generation being in the gym going, I'm Wilt Chamberlain. Because the guys were doing like a Michael thing from the free throw line yesterday. They were trying to do like the Michael dunk thing. I go, stop it. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But that they're talking about Michael Jordan. Like, he's up at this weird level. Yeah. Well, the great ones want to be – you know, sure. Elon Musk, they want to be Bezos. They want to be, you know, the sure. business like, yeah, um, sure. And that's yeah. hard because human nature is like to take that ranking and think like be a peacock. Like, look at me. But you, you were spot on, though. And so like from studying, I guess some of the, the, the greater talented players, what they did was they actually have a great sense to equate the work and the grind as the reason for the ranking. And so what happens is, is that a lot of players, you know, they think that they're entitled to the ranking. Hey, you know what? I was six, seven in the eighth grade. Well, guess right. what? You're going to get ranked. But if you're not working, you know what I'm saying? If you each level up, you don't change like the goal. Um, you know, what will happen is, is that, you know, I, I think you won't get the majority of your talent out of yourself. And so the great ones, they really, really do that. You know, hey, they want to be a starter in college, D1. They do that. 
They, they want to go to the NBA. They want to be all rookie. They do that. Okay. They want to be an all-star boom. They do that. And so the goal, I think it just keeps changing and it keeps moving up. And so you're talking about for a guy that's that talented, I think they need that to kind of right. continue. It, 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 it's yeah. kind of like, you know, it's kind of like acting. You're never like the great actors are never satisfied with the last performance. Perfect. Yeah. They're Perfect. always like, you know, great. I won an Oscar, but I'm, you know, and I'm Al Pacino, but whatever. I'm not satisfied. I want the next great role. Yes. That's what the great ones are always like. Trey Young is trying to, or Jan, they're always trying, you know, I'm sure yeah. Giannis is going to obviously have to rehab, hopefully, but have to work on his free throw. I mean, those things, they're not satisfied with that. Like, yeah. you know, that they're always working on those specific things. Um, oh, yeah. What was the hardest transition from end of that to what you're doing now? Um, you know, it was, it was, I started preparing for the end of it, maybe about a couple of years before it actually happened. And, um, you know, I took advice on the front end of my career and I took advice on the back end of my career. And so what happens is, you know, when you get like 33 ish, maybe. I know that's Wesley. I'm worried about like, <laughs> oh my God, it's like, he's getting near the end. He is, he won't, I yeah. mean, he never. How, how, how old is Wesley as a man? How old is Wesley more or less? He's gotta be 33, right? He graduated high school in 2005. So that'd be uh -huh. 16, 30, yeah, it's like 33, 34. So, yeah. you know, he's got, maybe one or two more contracts meet one or two years sure. contracts left in him for sure but it's like the problem this is what i always think about with all these guys is what's uh -huh. your exit plan unless yeah. you're unless, i mean yeah. he's got yeah, enough money for the rest of his life but you're not gonna yeah. sit around and count your money for the next 50 years Man, like, like what are you the, gonna do days yeah. don't move as well when you don't have a plan and right. um it, you know it's the uh, my exit plan was I wanted to find where I could take and put the passion for the passion I had for working out because I was compulsive about it. I was every single day. I was this. I was always trying to make sure that I was just. But to be honest with you, I put so much in it that when the time came for me to kind of step away, I was great because I had spent so much energy. Hey, I guess what? I could, you know what, man, I could have a soda, you know? <laughs> so. What I tell people too, it's like, I've been coaching for 32 years. I can see the end and the end line and I'm going to be okay. I mean, if you had told yeah. me that when I was 28, I would have been yeah. like, oh my God, my life would have been crashing down. It's like, so I think the exit plan is important in everything. Um, sure. And, and I think you have to know that it will be okay, but that, you know, you have to have something else. Yeah. to be able to do and yeah. when i gave up at, at the end of my college career i wasn't gonna go play anywhere. i was just done i was a division three basketball player but yeah. i was okay i was ready to be done like yeah. i'd been playing since i was six yeah i was like okay but i wanted to put it some like you i wanted to put it somewhere else like all that love like sure. needed to be channeled somewhere else for sure and for sure. i mean that's what i think you know all the skills that i had to do to get to that point yeah great but now what, how can I channel it? I think that's a great but you know, thing. Uh, and that's the thing too. Like you have a lot of time to think and reflect too. I think. Uh... Hey everybody. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe, like, leave a review, jump up and down, run around your house, whatever you need to do. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.